0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. No days off!
1: No days off! No days off!
0: No days off! This is the Off Day Podcast. Give me a chest bump. With Andy Hart. All right. Good to be with you. All right. See this microphone week. put up a little less fight than the one last night. <laughs> and Ryan Hannibal. What's your name again? <laughs> Hannibal. Hannibal's Hannibal. Hannibal. Oh. Mr. Dot fight. on WEI.com. Okay,
1: Patriots. Uh, three Rams. 24. Did that backwards, but whatever. Patriots stunk last night. Rams played pretty well. And now the Patriots are six and seven and probably uh, will not be playing football in January.
0: No, I know technically I guess there's still a way, but there's not a way. They are what they are, Um, which is a 500 middling team that isn't quite good enough. It's where we've been all year. You're not quite bad enough to be looking for your top five pick, and you're not quite good enough to be uh, playoff consideration. Um, I don't know if you want to issue an apology for your incorrect uh, prediction for the game where you had the Patriots winning. Um,
1: well why should i apologize i was right a couple, i was right i think three straight weeks in a row and i didn't get, take a victory lap then so yes yeah, i was i was I was wrong but i think a lot of other people were wrong as well
0: yeah i would say i mean i didn't see the fitzy video laughing about uh this game at all it's uh interesting there that that was absent from our uh twitter and web sphere at weei.com but this game was i mean predictable in some ways like the ram's have a good running game you have a bad run defense for the totality of the year and they ran the ball all over you like the one thing I would say is maybe a little surprising would be yeah the Rams have Aaron Donald in a good front but you're supposed to have a good offensive line and the offensive line didn't show up Illuminor's filling in so I know you don't have all your starters but I mean they basically had a sack like every five passes something like that I mean if you I guess run
1: the, yeah if you factor in the pass attempts and sacks yeah it was probably every yeah, five
0: basically like 20% of the time they had a sack and um it's the simple story it's the column I wrote you know two twofold the obvious thing that we'll get to is should Jarrett Stidham start yes he should but I mean the the absolute and I think some people think it's personal but the unified view from Terry Bradshaw, Tony Gonzalez, Troy Aikman, Jack, whoever's watching the game, that you don't have a passing attack that is is representative of what it's supposed to be in the year 2020. And it was true again. Like, you just can't throw the football. Cam Newton can't throw it for 100 yards. He's now been below 100 yards four out of the last five – I mean, below 120 yards four out of the last five games. Like, that is – remarkably bad and he has a decent running game Damian Harris ran the ball well early like and they had I think I was looking at it now some of its turnovers on that I mean uh, end of half but seven of their 12 possessions were three plays or less like there's nothing there's nothing there they go three and out to start the game it was more than that I
1: I thought it was nine of 12 or no, no I'm sorry I'm sorry you're right in totality it was but at one point in the game it was like six of nine, like, Oh Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. And that's, that's just, so basically under Cam Newton, they only had three possessions that
0: went more than three plays. Right. And like, that's just, I know, I don't know why Bill loves Cam Newton. I don't know why Bill is like Mr. Game plan week to week. You figure out the best way to win. You don't run. If you're a running team, you don't run it just because you're a running team. If there's a brick wall in front of you, well, he has a brick wall in front of him. And he continues to just bang his head into it and say, nope, Cam Newton's our quarterback. We're going to put him out there and have no chance to win. And the biggest example I would use is the the fourth down. So they they have the fourth down. They get stuffed with no creativity. And Cam talks about it. And I've come to realize that that was symbolic of who the Patriots are right now and who Cam is. They are – they're playing with a loser's mentality. They have no confidence that they can make plays. They're mm-hmm. trying to avoid mistakes. I think Josh is trying to avoid mis- mistakes mm-hmm. with the offense. And I think Cam articulated, well, a read key was there, and I didn't want to make another mistake and turn the ball over, so I just tucked it and got what I could get. Like He admitted they're not trying to make plays. They're trying not to make mistakes, right? And that's yeah. – I don't think you can win that way, like trying – just fearful of what could bad could go wrong, right? You have to actually try to beat the other team and try to make plays. And they are such a broken, beaten quarterback slash offense that they're not doing that right now.
1: I completely agree. And I think finally people could see for maybe the first time this year, like just how Cam Newton limits the offense and just makes them so one-dimensional. And the Rams knew it was coming. It was so predictable in the red zone. Like you need to have some sort of passing threat. And I know that's not really it's on Cam mostly too, but they have no tight ends, they have no receivers, they have no like guys in the red zone. You're like, oh, we need to keep an eye on this guy. They just don't have that. And I think that's then combined with Cam's inability to to make any sort of pass, McDaniels has to do what he does and
0: that just be so predictable. And you go 0 for four in the red zone, which is bad. That's that's the reason you lose. But, but then they're like I'm only with three points, even worse. Right. Um and I even fell victim to this. I do my thumbs-up, thumbs-down on weei.com, and there weren't a ton of opportunities for thumbs-up, so I put Nikhil Harry in there because I thought the – he made a sideline catch for 30 yards on coming back for the ball, jumping. I thought it might have been the best catch of his Patriots career. I second that. But the problem is we're talking about 0-4-4 in the red zone. We're talking about going forward on fourth down, predictable, just running the ball, all these things. If he's evolving into anything, Nikhil Harry – that's where you have to lean on him. Okay, let's give up on the <clears throat> the idea that he's a number one receiver and that he's gonna be like first and ten at your 25, boom, let's get a big play to Nikhil. Let's let's forget that. Let's say that's not reality. But if he is still a big body, can make a play kind of guy, contested catches, isn't that where you go to him in the red zone, in those those types of plays? And you got nothing out of that. So it's even hard to feel good about Nikhil Harry's couple catches when They don't even apparently consider him an option in that area, like to try to do something different, to actually try to score points, to actually try to win the game. So that would get back to they're just broken. And I was surprised at how many, again, almost – I don't know what they were. Like just the way Buck and Aikman and those guys were just so over the top, pointing out the blatantly obvious that we hit. Because usually those crews – Don't you feel like the national crews are, like, overly positive? Oh, you know, they're really trying to figure out what they have at receiver. No, no, no. Cam Newton – I mean, uh, Troy Aikman says, you know, the problem here is every receiver is playing at least one spot too high on the depth chart, right? Like, it was like the gloves were off, and we're just going to be honest about the Patriots. And the honest assessment is Cam Newton stinks. The passing game stinks. The receivers stink, which is what we've been saying for months locally – but I thought it was interesting to for it to be sort of dispensed on a national level by the, the national broadcast crew.
1: Well, it kind of spun because before the game, everybody was like, oh, like, look out for the Patriots. If they get into the playoffs, like, look out, like, keep an eye on them. And right. then the first quarter happened and then the wheels sort of spun in the other way.
0: Well, at some point you have to acknowledge reality. like – I know like faith is believing in something you don't see. And I guess Patriot nation has faith. Wiggy has faith. Some of these people have faith in something they, they really haven't seen, but at some point the rest of the world just says, if it looks like a duck and it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's a duck. And they're a duck right now. They're a sucky duck.
1: Uh, I would say the game turned the Newton interception, like the miles, Bryant interception, you got momentum back. You're in the red zone. Like if you score there, it's ten seven. it's a brand new game. And your quarterback threw an interception on a screen pass in the red zone, which was the first time that's happened, or that went for a pick six. First time that's happened in the NFL since 2010.
0: That, um, that, that stat, once I saw that, I just, I giggled. And I, because like, now you're doing things that are historically bad. Like, yeah. Okay. A high school team might throw a pick on a screen pass or, and then the other thing was it wasn't even like, I could see if it were a deflected pass. You're like, Oh, right. that's bad luck. Like, And there was some bad luck involved, the way like the timing unfolded on the play, but yeah, the fact that no one else has had that bad luck in a decade tells you it's not just bad luck, right? Like I I feel like you contributed to the bad luck in the way that you are offensively, and it just, you know, Damian Harris, you know, I kind of joked works really well when you hand him the ball, doesn't work quite as well when you throw him the ball sometimes, um, you know, because they had that. No, but that's that why they out. have James Blake. That's on his job. Right. And so yeah, that that there's no doubt that if you score there, that maybe that's a different game. Well, first, first of, of all, is, you, if, you, took, you took momentum back. Yes. And if first of all, if you score on the Bryant pick, right. the momentum certainly comes back. And that was honestly, that was closer on replay than I thought it was. When I saw it live, I said, he has to be down by contact. He has to be. And then you look at it and you're like, well, when he actually gets possession, like yeah, I don't know how closely they looked at it. Like, the Fox broadcast did a terrible job with replays
1: and explanations. They just came back with a couple of things. They were just like, oh, well, all right, they got the ball.
0: I guess they got the ball. Yes, they did do that a number of times. That was, that was not um, ideal. And I don't know how that works. Is that because that's not, that's not really like – that's like a different crew? Even though it's Aikman and Buck, I'm not sure it's the same Aikman and Buck crew that does like their Sunday game, their prime game. So I think it's like them doing a game with a lesser crew, director, producer, and all that. But yeah, they did do that a couple times, and it was like, well, yeah, uh, they they overturned it. We, we we're gonna move on now, or something. Um, but yes, that that swing there of you didn't get the Bryant touchdown, which huge momentum. And I would also say, from like you know me, I don't think much of Golf. I think he's oh he's, he's he's stuck
1: the way he played last night. You could have won that game. He's terrible. He, and even McVeigh, like the way he calls plays is kind of
0: like treating him with kid gloves in a way oh no quite he's like a I won't say a rich man's Cam Newton but like they are fearful of of him like they protect I thought they they put the ball away for like the mm-hmm. whole second half basically like they played not to lose they're like okay clearly well I mean it's obvious you had 24 like they had enough points to beat Cam Newton. Cam Newton wasn't coming back, so let's not do anything stupid because this guy's a little shaky. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think mentally there, if that's a pick six, who knows where Goff goes? Not just the scoreboard momentum, but his confidence, his whatever. So you lose that, and then not only do you lose the touchdown, a couple plays later you give them a touchdown. And it's like that kind of that kind of changed the whole complexion. Well, and that also
1: speaks – like. The, a screen pass is one of the most basic pl- passes in the NFL. If yes. Cam Newton can't complete those, how do you have confidence in him throwing the ball down the field? I'm like, I understand he hit on a couple of them, but like, you have to think that that's how the Patriots and Joshua Daniels think. If you can't throw that pass, how can we expect you to throw these passes?
0: And the funny thing is, I do actually think, and this, this goes back a few weeks now to when Cam Newton kind of called out Mike Reese. Um, I, I do think Cam is now better on the intermediate throws than he is on the short ones. Like, no question. Ones. I don't know how, but he is. I don't either. Because there was even the early throw to Harris where he made Harris, like, jump up in the air. And it looks like a little thing, but that extra second where you – we've talked about it with James White a couple times. That extra second where you have to kind of twist, jump in the air, and then by the time you come down, you've lost a step. And that's given the linebackers and safeties an extra step to make the play. And those that he had another hideous batted ball that he's lucky didn't end up in an interception. Yep. Um I, I feel like we are piling on or beating a dead horse. Like I don't know how anybody in the world can watch Cam Newton play and not come to the conclusion that Terry Bradshaw did that, you know, you and I have like, he just can't throw the football at a competitive, even average NFL level right now. Like in, I don't know the answer other than to switch quarterbacks, but we got the answer to that question from Bill Belichick. Cam's the quarterback.
1: Uh, one more thing before we get to that. I had a problem with the decision to go for it on fourth down this, the second time in the red zone. I already taken the points there and made it a 17-3 to three game, and then you had that last possession at the end of the half. Or do you think you could have treated that differently too? Like, I think you could have made it a one to our game at halftime if you were to kick in the, the, the field goal when they got stuffed on fourth down.
0: Um... Probably, I'm trying to think of it. Like, you just needed to get points at that point. I, I agree on some level. Um, because because you, I, I think, kept thinking that. Like, I kept thinking, oh, here's where they get points. And if they get points here, they're getting the ball to, op- to, to open the second half. Right. But, yes, but I also think it's lipstick on a pig when you're going three and out every time you touch the ball, yeah. it's almost irrelevant whether, you know, like the double score, double score. How about a single score? We can't score once kind of thing. And yeah, so yes, but to me that's like, that's minutia. That's, that's the devil in the details. And maybe I guess, cause we've seen games where yes, a, a singular decision like that can maybe jumpstart something or change the momentum. But the bigger picture is if, It's what we talked about, seven drives where you have three or fewer plays. Like, you can't do that, then you can win.
1: Do you want to get to the defense before we talk about the quarterback situation moving forward or just ignore the defense?
0: Um, No, I don't want to ignore the defense. The run defense was back. Like, they were just getting absolutely gashed, manhandled, run over. Missed tackles. the, The play, there was a third down play where Akers ran right through uh Juwan Bentley for the first down. Yeah, and third third and one. It wasn't a bad play with Bentley. But it's not a good play. Like you can't have that happen. Like you're a 260 exactly. pound run-stuffing linebacker who's unblocked and Troy Eggman's like, oh Bentley does a good job here filling in the hole. Good job, my ass. He gave up a first down. Yeah. You did a good job, Cam Akers. Right. Like I'm sorry. Those are the plays I can look past Bentley in coverage. I can look past Bentley when, you know, an athletic quarterback jukes him. If he's not going to give me third and one stops when he reads it and fills the hole and the guy hits him and runs through him to continue forward for the first down, what's he doing? Like, wh- right. wh- what does he bring to the table? Because I thought that's what he was, a, r- a more, more traditional, big run-stuffing line. I'll tell you, I've seen this guy on Twitter a lot, so he just comes to mind, like, Brandon Spikes on that play, Cam Akers does not get a first down. Cam Akers is in the backfield. Okay. They're punting. So it's not a good play. Like, he, okay, fine, great. Yeah, you did the – I mean, if maybe if I were a freshman high school coach, hey, nice job, you read the play. Now next time we've got to make sure he, we stop it. Like, good play, my ass. Um, they also had a couple stupid plays where they jumped off sides to yeah. extend drives and give opportunities. So um, the tackling – even early in the game, like people think, Oh, he hates Stefan Gilmore. I thought like the first couple plays, he missed a tackle and then he got walled off way too easily on the outside. I think on the 35 yard, the long run, that was like one of the early uh-huh. plays for Akers on the left side. I yeah. The defense, you no, know, the defense that is supposed to be elite, like the offensive line, you know, I criticized them because they're supposed to be good and they had a challenge across from them and they didn't yep. meet the challenge. The defense that's supposed to be, you know, my supplementary football. Okay, you don't have a passing game. Other other things have to do the job. Defense didn't do the job.
1: No, and it's just the same thing. They get off to bad starts. So I don't know what it is. Like, even against the Chargers, that opening drive wasn't great. Right. It, it, it's And the Rams made them pay. And then as we've talked about in the past, when the Patriots get down, they're they, I think the team knows. Like, they're not a team to come from behind. Once you get down by seven points, whatever it was, two minutes into the game,
0: it's pretty much over from there. And that's – okay, so now let's segue into – that's where I think the big picture reason you, you start Jarrett Stidham is to find out what the hell he is. Small picture. I don't know how any other argument there is. Th- there isn't. That's why I don't really think we need to spend a ton, ton of time on that. But what you just said, the idea that they get down and it's almost like they're resigned to the fact that it's over. We can't come back. Who knows what Jarrett Stidham brings. And I, in, in my column, I, you know, like he might give his career a jolt because right now his career is kind of floundering. You're not really yep. sure where it's going, but for the here and the now, Maybe he gives the offense a jolt. Maybe they don't say, "Yeah, we can't throw the ball, so we're down ten. We might as well just pack it in. The game's mm-hmm. over. I'm not really going to sell out to make this tackle." Mm-hmm. Maybe he just brings a different energy because Cam brings energy, but Cam doesn't bring ability. He doesn't bring the ability to throw the football. Maybe and Stidham has looked okay the last couple of weeks. I'm not going to pretend he's like, "Wow, oh my God, this epiphany. He's the greatest." You know, Justin Herbert. When he got in there, you were like, "Oh boy, Tyrod Taylor's never playing again. This is the guy." It's not that, but. Maybe he just brings a different vibe and ability that gives them a chance, but that's secondary to me. The primary thing is your season is lost. You're not making the playoffs. You have your most losses since 2002. Whatever your dream was of the first year post Tom Brady, I'll show him. I don't need Tom Brady. That dream is dead. Now you're on the verge of wasting an entire season because you would get to January and then February and, Mar- and not know who your quarterback is, hmm. not know whether Stidham can play, not know whether he should still be around. Mm -hmm. So I don't have a single argument for playing Cam Newton except one, which I think is a horrific argument because he's going to be the quarterback next year and Bill just wants to continue to develop and build that relationship and all that. That's the only argument I can see for why he's still playing.
1: Well, that's a question that I think it's going to have to get asked in the next week or so if he continues to stick with Newton. Like this week, whatever. But if he starts Newton against Buffalo, then the question is, why is he your plan for next year too? And I know bill is not going to like these questions looking ahead and, you know, building for next year, but that's all that there is to do right now. Like the, you can't talk about, Oh, what do you see from, from Tua down in Miami? Like that's irrelevant right now.
0: And he won't answer it. Cause he was, I give Ben Bolin credit. Um, after Mike Reese asked if Cam, you know, could be benched moving forward, if he could, and then Ben Volen goes, uh, why? Basically said, why is he still your quarterback? And why is Stidham not your quarterback? And Bill said, he's our quarterback. I just answered that. No, you didn't. You didn't answer it at all. You said he is. You did not answer why. Right. Right? But Bill's not going to answer that. Bill's not going to play that game. Um, and... But you're right. The, the, the only explanation that there is that he's going to be out there these next couple of weeks is
1: because they think he's the quarterback next year and want to continue to see him grow. But I, I think Zolak said it last night in the post game show, he's regressed. And I think that's actually a valid point. Like he hasn't, you know, risen up the, the line in the, the graph and gotten better every single week. He's kind of gotten worse.
0: And that's where I would say – Maybe there's an outside chance that the ab injury is is adversely affecting him a little bit. I don't know. But I, I don't he definitely hasn't gotten better. Whether he's regressed or not, I mean he's been pretty bad most of the year. There's been little blips of positivity. You know, you had Seattle, you had Bill, you know, praising him for his Houston performance of 350 and all that. But he's been pretty bad start to finish here. Um and I but the one thing I will say. Remember when we were mocking, not mocking, but sort of joking about Bill's answer last week about getting the JVs in, getting them experience, and he kind of said, I don't know if there's any value in that. Like, he poo-pooed the idea, right? Does he poo-poo the same idea of three games for Jarrett Stidham to end the year? Like, is that the same thing? Is it a, a JV Thing and I don't know if there's any value. in No, that. because
1: he, he, like we said at the top, he, you need to see what he is. Like you need to see if he's worth keeping around, and like what what else? Like having him play mop up duty doesn't do that.
0: No, having him, him start, start a week. Yeah, not only, on. not only do you need to see him, you'd be seeing him in games that while they don't really matter for you, they matter for the, the opponent. The Dolphins and the Bills are playoff teams division teams like those are legitimate competitive situations for him to see what he is and I don't again the kid gloves thing like I saw Brewski tweet you know I'm not ready to see Stidham you're gonna throw him out there to Aaron Donald Uh, is he an NFL player or not like yes Aaron Donald's great but inherently the quarterback position in the NFL is a tough job like you're gonna be challenged there's gonna be adversity like Look at guys that have, you know, golf is a perfect example. He's been down, he's been up. He's a Super Bowl guy. He stinks like Wentz. Oh, he's a he's a MVP candidate. He gets a hundred million dollars now. He's benched. Like the reality is, the position is really hard. It's really hard to be consistent at. And that's again, find out what Jarrett Stidham is. Find out mentally what he is, physically what he is. Can he take the opportunity and run with it? Can he take the challenges that are going to come inherently with it? And if you have to protect him. Okay, so year one, he doesn't play. Year two, well, you know, we're so bad. We don't have receivers. We couldn't possibly. That's not fair. Well, how many years do you go before you put him in? Like It's like the year three, year four jump. Oh, everything's perfect now. Jarrett, let's see if you can play. Might be too late at that point. Then you realize, oh, crap, everything else is good, and the quarterback stinks.
1: Right. And I will say, like, I know that he didn't have great numbers last night. Obviously, nobody did. But it just looks different when he's back there. Like, he gets yep. the ball out quick. I think he he can progress his, his reads faster than Newton can. And he gets the ball out. Like And it's not like a throw right into the ground.
0: It just it just looks more like a passing offense. Oh, there's no doubt. If visually speaking, it looks more like a, an NFL passing offense. He looks like a guy who can throw the football. You know, oh, he can spin it as well as anyone. Like, there's reality to that. And – some of that maybe isn't fair. Like Cam looks ugly on good throws, like the way he winds up, steps to the left, puts his whole body into it. It looks ugly on even completions and, you know, good throws. But I just – I'm at a loss. I really well, am. Speaking,
1: speaking of the injury and whatever, you think there's maybe something to the admin injury when the last play of the half, they didn't even attempt to hail Mary. They just did the draw play. You think maybe that was like Cam really can't
0: throw the ball 50 yards to the end zone? Well, see, I can't. I think he can't throw it, but I think it's got nothing to do with the ab injury. I think he can't throw it that far. And that was the whole um, – what game was that where – Houston. Oh, yeah, Houston with the, the Izza. And, you know, yeah. I know Lou was all over, and he was, like, asking Christian Fourier on OMF, like, should he be able to throw that? And they started Googling every other quarterback in their highlight videos that, oh, yeah, everybody else can throw it that far if they need to. Cam can't. Cam can't. And well, I don't that's kind of what I'm just saying. Like that shows either
1: he's hurt or he just can't make the throw.
0: And either just, way, either way it's an issue. I think week one, uh, August 17th, whatever date you wanted him to make that throw, he cannot make that throw anymore. He does not have that ability. And I don't think he's hurt. I think it's just a he is who he is at this point post injuries in his career. It's a little bit sad, but that's who he yeah. I I knew there was no chance of him throwing to the end zone there. The only chance you have of getting that ball in the end zone, there's two of them. Bring Stidham in and let him throw it. Or hand it off and, and hope for something
1: Yeah, walking. or answer
0: the phone. Yeah.
1: Um, do you, Bill talked about on uh, OMF last, last week um, about basically having guys in the system that have been around and aren't afraid to, like, question him in a way and, like, sort of bring things up to him. Do you think he needs someone on the staff to say, hey, Bill, we got to give Stidham a shot. Like, this is not working out with Cam. It doesn't make any sense. Do you think somebody else needs to step in and say, like, what are you doing? um like is that what it's gonna take yeah but is if it even er- like work? if ernie is like
0: this doesn't make any sense bill what are we doing but does it even will it even work or, or are they all on the same page because of what we said a they're investing in the future of cam newton he's going to be here or b and this is i i, I can't even really accept this one anymore Jarrett stidham is so bad in what they see in practice that oh, we can't put him out there. It would be an embarrassment, irresponsible to the game kind of thing. Then don't do that in the wins. Like, don't do it last night. Like, But I would also say, from what I've seen, he's not that bad. He's not totally incapable of stepping on a field, running an offense, snapping the ball. It's not like it's a – Even if
1: that's the case, what does it matter? You're not going to make the playoffs so you can put it out there and say he's not very good. That's why we're moving
0: on. Well, but if you already know that, then – you don't need to do that. And I do think there's something to be said. Like, if he literally can't run the offense, it fumbles every other snap, like, throws a pick. It's sort of like making a mockery of the the game, the league. The,
1: but then they wouldn't throw him out there in the win last week and then last night. Like that's, that's what that's I would say.
0: If it's yeah. that bad, you wouldn't put him out there two straight weeks with, like, what, like eight minutes to go? Like more than a – like, half last of a – Last night was 12. Or 12 minutes. So, like, he's basically played a quarter – and a half the last two weeks like you wouldn't do that if it was that ugly you just wouldn't right. so yeah that doesn't hold watery i don't have an answer
1: and then we're both in agreement that there's the, the path is over like i know there are some people out there saying well if they win out there's a 33 percent chance and you know like that's a pretty decent chance in the nfl and like is it is it, is it? no it's over it's over and you have to win out to have but i was the- just gonna say they're not gonna win out. No. You're playing Miami and Buffalo who are making the playoffs. Like, those are playoff teams. One one of the games on the road in Miami where you've sucked the last couple of years in December, like, it's – like you talked about. They went into this trip having won one road game this year, and people were all of a sudden thinking, oh, we're going to win all three.
0: And then even your home game is – I think the Bills are proving – Jared Allen – I mean, um, Josh Allen and the Bills are proving they're a pretty good team. Like – people keep waiting for him and them to fall apart and all these things. Like it hasn't happened. It's starting to look like it won't happen. I mean, you can make an argument that the bills are probably a better all around team than the Rams. And I know it's at home. It's not on the road, but so now we're just going to assume they're going to beat all like, can we give up on this? The seat, you're not making the, there's already, what did I say? Four teams already have nine wins in the conference. I believe Yep. the most you can get is nine. Best right. case scenario you get to nine, and there's a bunch of other teams with eight. it's just you basically need like the the browns, the Ravens,
1: the dolphins, the Raiders, and to like, basically lose out right to crap themselves and... and it's that's combined with you winning these games it's just. Right. It'd be one thing if you, like, you were, or you were playing the the Jets the next three weeks and you kind of knew you could win the game, but you're playing two of the better teams in the AFC back-to-back weeks. Like, it's,
0: yeah, I don't know. And even if that happens, the Ravens, who got Lamar back, started to look like themselves have, like, the Jags and the Bengals or something. Can we give up? Can we stop doing the percentages? I don't
1: understand, like, why are these people doing it? Like, what? I don't know. I, I'm just trying to sort of rationalize why these people, media members are trying to talk themselves into this still being a thing when it's, it's not a if it's fans, different
0: story. If you're a fan, sure, whatever. But like being an objective a, journalist, what's, a, what's the game? A, I think it's Homer nation. There's just a Homerism and everybody's afraid to not in bill we trust because in the past he's done this and this. And, but then I also say if I wanted to be a little bit more analytical, that they're being smart and trying to keep people engaged because it's the holiday season and people could very easily say, well, the Patriots are done. I'm not clicking on any stories. I'm not watching any videos anymore. And we should probably be a little bit more cognizant of that of trying to keep people engaged. But the reality is, I think a lot of fans that are objective are, have, and will give up on this season. And over the next three weeks, three and a half weeks, Traffic will be down. Ratings will be down. Like, people aren't going to be engaged with well, this. on the team. flip side of that, don't you think there'd be more of a reason to watch and read and whatever if Jared Sinem was starting? Uh, Yes, 100%. 1,000%. Like, you could actually drum up some interest, even in a Jets game, that, like, couldn't be more than. That game
1: is going to... Whew. Talking about worst games in the Patriots regular season history, (laughs) that's going to be down one of them. Those two teams could not get that game over with fast enough in week 17.
0: And the seats are going to be empty because of COVID, but a lot of them would have been empty either way. (laughs) Like that would have been – that might have been 50% filled, literally. Like I think – Depending on the weather, yeah. Yeah, yeah, people wouldn't show up to that game. And now you luck out because you're not allowed to have fans, so nobody can note how many people didn't – want to come watch a football game at Gillette Stadium. But you
1: think that, that actually, like, impacts Bill's decision and not to, like, play Stidham? Like, that money that Monday night game against the Bills Week 16. Like, if Cam Newton was playing that game, like, who's who's showing up to that game? Like, if they actually said, Stidham, you're going to start that game. Like, don't you think there'd be more of an interest from the fans' perspective? And maybe, like, that would factor a little bit more into making Bill wanting to play Stidham?
0: No, I don't think he would make decisions or does make decisions based on crowds or fans or that type. He still has, you know, some others might, you know, in different situations, but he still has plenty of cachet or rope where he can make, and that might hurt him. You know, like somebody asked me, is it just ego that he he won't play Stidham? Like he's he's all in on Cam and his ego won't let him say he was wrong and move on from it. Anything's possible at this point. I don't know, but the dream is dead. You're not. Ha- I said it earlier. You're not having your bounce back relationship fling with Cam that leads to the playoffs and haha, Brady. We didn't really need you kind of thing. That ship has sailed. That that's that's over. And to me, if you're now doing what's in the best interest of the football team, you know, looking at the short and long term stability of the franchise, all the things that Bill has sort of said over the years, there's only one answer, and it's play Jarrett Stidham. And you might find out. Okay. I need a veteran quarterback. I need a young quarterback. I need two or three quarterbacks heading into next year. Because you could still sell yourself, in my opinion, after this year. If Stidham doesn't play, he's only mop up Stidham. I think both sides can argue. I think people that like Stidham can say, oh, I saw some things I liked. I think he should be, you know, in the mix for whatever. And I think some should say, well, they never played him. So clearly they have no interest in him being the quarterback. I think both arguments can be made in January, February, March, as that conversation picks up.
1: Right. All right. There'll be more of that conversation, I'm sure, next week and week after that, the week after that, because that's pretty much all there is to talk about right now with the Patriots, because they're not making the playoffs.
0: Time uh, to start watching the uh, cut-ups of uh, Zach Wilson Jackson. and Kyle Trask and Matt Jones, watching more of those games, because uh, that's our reality. It's time to start talking about the draft, and I know even fans are on board now, even though the good draft pick's gone. Some people are like, okay, can we finally lose the last three games so we can get a better draft pick, not you know, have the Celtics scenario where Tyler Hero goes one spot ahead of them, or something like right. that. Get as high a pick as possible. So you're not tanking for Trevor, but tank for a better pick.
1: Yes. All right. Uh, enjoy your, your uh, weekend. Uh, no Patriots games, but still NF- some good NFL games this weekend. Just I guess it, maybe it's a, a way to just relax this weekend and take your
0: mind off the Patriots. Maybe just listen to some Christmas music, have an eggnog, and enjoy the holiday season. Or if you want, watch Tom Brady because he'll be on.
1: That's true, all right, we'll uh we'll talk to you next week. See ya.